Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, putting in some new windows or a new door is really exciting, but sometimes you don't even know where to begin. But let me help you out real quick. First of all, i got to go with Pella, obviously. And with going with Pella, there are a couple of directions you can go to start. Number one, you can schedule a free in-home consultation. That's right, free. You'll get a Pella expert out to sit down with you, look at your home, and they can get a Tom Osborne-esque game plan for you that fits your home. That's the first option. Or you can head out to their showroom. Their showroom is really cool. Sometimes it helps to actually see the window, see the door, open it, close it to get a better feel of exactly what you are putting into your home. So the showroom is a good route to go as well. Any direction you go, just know you got to go with Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my friends at Runza's. Listeners of the show, love the podcast. They know I'm a big hip-hop fan. That's why when it's time for me to get my lunch game right, I crank up the Runza DMC, which stands for the Runza Delicious Meaty Combo. I get my Runza sandwich with a little cheese Louise in there, paired up with the world's best crinkle fries. I polish it off with a beverage colder than the ice in Tom Osborne's veins, man. It's just, woo, it's good. That's the Runza DMC, the delicious meaty combo. Get to Runza today. Get yours. Tell them your friend, Nick Ba, set you. Okay, uh, welcome back on today's podcast. It's week six of Husker Classic recaps. By the way, just so everybody knows what uh, the plan is, once uh, the season for Nebraska, Scott Frost, and uh, the 2020 campaign gets uh, gets off and rolling, we will uh, we'll take a, a break from doing the Husker Classic recap. So we only got one more of these until we take a break from them once Nebraska kicks off its current season uh, of football starting October 24th. So we have today's Husker Classic recaps, and we have next week, we're doing one more, and it's a big one. Next week, by the way, is 2001 Nebraska-Oklahoma. Oh, boy, stunts to crouch, one of the five most iconic plays in Nebraska football history. So that's going to be a ton of fun. So we got two more of these. Then we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll dive all in on this current Nebraska season. We'll pick it back up uh, around Christmas time or, or January 1st once football is in the books for Nebraska, and we'll get back into these Husker Classic recaps because this has been a blast. I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as Bo and I are doing it for you. It's been awesome. So today, we're going back to 1994. Number two, Colorado at number three, Nebraska. Huge game for Book Beringer. Huge game for the Pipeline. Huge game for the Black Shirts. This was a blast to watch, a blast to talk about. So let's get to it. Here we go. Husker Classic Recaps, 1994, Nebraska hosting Colorado. Enjoy. The 1994 Nebraska Cornhuskers was unfinished business after coming up short in the 1993 national title game against Florida State. Well, in the quest of finishing that business, they hit some bumps in the road. And the biggest bump was the injury to Tommy Frazier. Tommy Frazier's blood clot sidelined him just four games into the 1994 season, which slid Nebraska under the microscope 
in the eyes of the college football world and the college football voters. With Frazier out, some national pundits question Nebraska. You know, the beauty of sports is you got to earn it. You got to prove it, both as a team and as an individual. On October 29, 1994, Nebraska played host to the second-ranked Colorado Buffaloes inside Memorial Stadium, making his fourth career start filling in for Tommy Frazier. All eyes were on Brooke Behringer, who was recovering from a collapsed lung, but most importantly, was starting in the biggest game of his career. Brooke had a lot to prove. Nebraska had a lot to prove. Nebraska had to show the college football world and college football voters that they could beat a great team without Tommy Frazier at quarterback. Vegas questioned Brooke and Nebraska. They made Nebraska one-point underdogs to the Buffaloes. And someone else questioned Brooke Behringer, too. Colorado head coach Bill McCartney. Before the game, McCartney said that he wasn't sure Brooke Behringer could handle the pressure of a game like this. So with some doubters, some questions, and the college football world watching, Nebraska and Brooke Behringer had to step up. You got to prove it. You got to earn it. Well, not only did Nebraska prove it, not only did Brooke Behringer prove it, Nebraska made a statement that day, a statement that saw the Huskers earn being ranked number one in the country. After that football game. Ah, the beauty of sports. This is Husker Classic Recaps, 1994, number two, Colorado, at number three, Nebraska. Bo Robert Rood is in the building. I did not know that little nugget until I watched the little 1994 elite thing on BTN and I read on it. Bill McCartney, before the game, questioned Brooke whether he could handle the pressure of this game. That's kind of like... Head coaches should know better. I mean... They should know better. You know, what? what is... Whenever you go through every media training session, they talk to you about like, hey, don't provide bulletin board material. You know, don't yeah. don't give any... Like, I'm just... When, when I heard that little nugget, I thought, wow, what was... that? That's pretty amazing for the head coach of Colorado to question the other team's quarterback. You like know, that. but he was a... Bill, Bill McCartney was a... A very unique guy, um, and a lot of what he brought to that program was kind of a bravado. Um, so he got there, I think, in the early '80s, and and he basically he made a statement when he got there. Yes, the only thing that mattered was going to be Nebraska, and so everything that he did was about in that conference was going to be to beat Nebraska. I mean, it's a, there's everybody I know that's played at Colorado that I've met over the years. They talk about how you're not allowed to wear red in their facilities. Think about that. Right. You can't wear that color. Right. Of all the colors, you can wear everything right. else. You can't wear red. So that means the focus for Colorado in this guy's tenure um, was simply, we got to do everything we can to beat Nebraska. And that starts with their own mindset, which is, you better hate Nebraska. And... So you're talking about the mindset, and then obviously you got to uh, stack up a ridiculously talented team. So I think as we frame this game, because you did a good job there explaining kind of the mindset of Colorado, 
this is arguably the best Colorado football team ever. This 1994 Colorado team finished 11 and one. Obviously, their only losses in this Nebraska game. They had nine players drafted off of this team in the NFL: two first rounders, three second rounders, and uh, three th- and two third rounders. <laughs> I mean, that's. Serious. I mean, you're, so their running back was Sean Salam coming into the game. Led college football in rushing points per game and total yards. He ultimately won the Heisman Trophy. He's a first-round pick, first-team All-American. Michael Westbrook, their stud-wide receiver, was the fourth pick in the first round, first-team All-American. Everybody knows about Cordell Stewart and how athletic he was. They had a, they had the the best defensive back in the country, uh, Chris Hudson, who was the mm-hmm. Jim Thorpe Award winner, first-team All-American. They were loaded on both sides. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, they had uh, one of my all-time favorite linebackers, Ted Johnson. Yeah. uh, You know, a future New England Patriot and Super Bowl champion. Um, You know, getting to watch him this game. Like, I didn't even remember he was on that team until I started seeing this Johnson making plays. I'm like, oh, is that Ted Johnson? Yes. I mean, they they were stacked. Stacked. I mean, just baller after baller across both sides of the football. And they were number two in the country in total offense which is something I, I wanted to mention that because that's something you need to keep in mind as we discuss this game. Number two in the Number country. Number two in the country in total offense. But bottom line, this team was really good. And, we, and they, I think it's important to point out, up to this point, they had beat number 10, Wisconsin, number four, Michigan, number 16, Texas. They beat Missouri, number 22, Oklahoma, and number 19, Kansas State before. And this is like the, I think, the eighth game of the year. So their schedule was tough, and they were stomping people. So this team is legit. Again, like I mentioned, Nebraska, I mean, Nebraska is a really good team. They're at home, and they were one-point dogs. Colorado was favored in the eyes of Vegas in this game. Mm-hmm. But again, I think some of this trepidation comes back to Brooke Behringer, which is now I, w- I want to talk about Brooke for a second before we get into this game. Because some you think about it. So Nebraska started the 1994 season ranked fourth in the country. They beat West Virginia, who was in the top 25 in the first week, which va- which vaulted them to number one. But then they fell back to, to being ranked number two for a string of five weeks. And then they were ultimately ranked third heading into the Colorado game. The important thing you got to remember is people weren't, you know, because I think the big thing with this game is trying to f- get a snapshot of the vibe and the narratives around Brooke and the team heading into this game. People weren't totally convinced or confident to rank Nebraska number one without Tommy Frazier. Brooke had a lot to prove, and because of that, Nebraska had a lot to prove. So, so Brooke Behringer's had only started games against Wyoming. Oklahoma State and Missouri. So he's got three starts under his belt. And you go back and you look at those games. I wouldn't have classified Brooke as a a spectacular in any of those games. He was solid, but it wasn't like he was a superstar or anything like that. The first game, Wyoming, Nebraska actually trailed at halftime in that game, then got it rolling and won. Oh, and by the way, Brooke suffered a collapsed lung in that Uh Wyoming game. He then gutted out a game versus Oklahoma State the next week. Then he had to miss the Kansas State game. Remember, that was the the famous Matt Terman game where they go to Manhattan and Terman has to start because T. Frazier's out and and Brooke Behringer's out. Brooke Behringer returned the following week versus Missouri for a road win. So keep in mind, Brooke is is 3-0 as a starter, but he hadn't played a ranked team yet. And... 
he hadn't necessarily lit the world on fire. He was good, yeah. but he wasn't great. So this matchup was totally different. There's a big-time team in Colorado ranked second in the country, loaded with talent. So I just thought it was imp- – like, there were a lot of questions around Brooke heading into this game. So Brooke had a lot to prove, and so did Nebraska. Like, you got to remember in this time where, like, the polls mattered – you, style points matter. You got to make statements in games like this if you want to play for a national title. Yeah, and I think that you know we have to take ourselves back to this, you know, the year 1994, and we have to understand that Colorado had won the most recent national title. They'd won in the 1990 season. They'd split uh, and won a title that year, and they'd beaten us. I think you know, you know, about half the time. So it, it wasn't like you know the, the years where we were just straight up dominating them. Um, and then you know, we had the, the run in the later yeah. 90s where we were beating them handily. Yeah, we were owning them again. But at this point, it was sort of a back and forth, and they seemed like the more talented team. Honestly, they probably did. I wouldn't. I don't think we would have said that the next season, but I think in 94, with Tommy out, you go, okay, who's the more talented team? Their offense, for sure, was more talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Westbrook. Westbrook, Salam. Caruth, uh, Cordell Christian Stewart, Fourier, Fourier, and, and the tight end. Like yes. those are those are all pro football players. Again, Salam won the Heisman, and he's the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, he's like, the Heisman Trophy winner. So yeah, I, I think back in '94, people realized how much like we had our hands full in this game, and and how much this was like. Oof. I mean, people were like I said, it was we were the dogs at home, dogs, That's the one point underdogs this game. So two last things before we kind of get into the game. First thing of, of things you got to, I think, it's interesting to think about. The first one is this was the 200th consecutive home sellout and mm-hmm. it's homecoming. It's a beautiful fall day. So Memorial Stadium is rocking. Oh, yeah. 200 in a row. That's I, I saw that when I when I rewatched, too, and I thought that was pretty special. It's it's rocking. And the other thing is Rob Zadiska said before, like he, he in that Big Ten elite thing, Rob Zadiska, who's obviously a starting offensive lineman, said that from an emotional standpoint, they were more ready to play in this game than even the national title game versus Miami. Whoa. Won't you just let that sink in for a second? Like we... In history, we we just we we go to the big things, right? Yeah. Like we do, we go to the national title game, and well, there's a there's a lot of things you got to do in order to just get to that point. These games are the games, and you got like so. This is a guy. This is a pipeline member telling you we were fucking ready to rock more so than any other game. So think this about game. this, though, because because we always forget this in time. We think we think about Miami because it was the national title game, right? But y- the conference is what matters to the players. The, that's yes. what you think about all year. You think about the conference, the guys you play every year, and who was the top dog in the conference? It was us in Colorado. Mm-hmm. In Oklahoma was not the you know we did our seventies Oklahoma yeah. and our eighties. This right. was not seventies and eighties Oklahoma era. This is the Colorado era. And so early 90s was Colorado. Late 90s was Texas. But early 90s, this is the conference matchup. Colorado was the game. It is the game. Okay. So you got all that stuff mixed up in in a bowl here. And you got yourself the ingredients for a really, really good game. 
So here we go. Ball gets kicked off. Nebraska's got the ball first. They end up having a punt on this drive, but Brooke converted, Beringer converted a third and eight. He had Eric Alford for a big gain. Now, in the very next play, the snap goes over Brooke Beringer's head and they back up 17 yards and they eventually have to punt. But I'm just telling you, as a quarterback, like, I wanted to mention that, like, it's big when you make a play early in a game. Like, Brooke got to walk off the field being like, okay, I picked up third and eight. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling okay. I'm, I got, I settled in a little bit, but Nebraska has to punt. The punt is great, which you will hear a lot about. <laughs> it pens Colorado inside the five yard line. So, as a former black shirt, you always talk about like when when you get to come on the field and they're in the shadow, they're in the end zone. Yeah, you know, you're ready you, to pin your ears back. You're ready to, to to knock some heads. So Colorado three and out has to punt. Field position game already kind of revealing itself. Nebraska starts its second drive at midfield. On this drive, Brooke uh, Beringer picks up two first downs running the ball. They seemed. More concerned, and deservedly still, about LP on the option where they were they were running out at him and he was ducking it under. But I mean, so he's picked up a third down with his arms, and then he's converted two. He's gotten two first downs with his legs. So Brooks feeling okay about himself early oh, on. Yeah. This all sets up a 15 yard touchdown from our boy, the Hammerhead Corey Schlesinger. <laughs> Boom, pops in there. Nebraska's up. 7-0. And the Huskers are now threatened. First down at the Buffalo 14-yard line. Into the middle, Schlesinger, touchdown! Let's hear one for the big old fullbacks. <laughs> Off and running. Colorado's second drive, we talked about the crowd. They get to a third and five. There's a false start because of the crowd. Yeah. Backs them up to third and ten. Nebraska stops them. Colorado goes three and out, punts the football. They had a third and five, and that's going to back them up into a third and ten. Again, Keith, it goes back to the fact that the noise is so loud and you cannot hear your quarterback. The quarterback should not go on any quick counts. No quick counts for uh, the Buffaloes here today. Stewart with a quick drop, gets it off under pressure, bounces the ball. There were three red shirts coming after him, and they just kind of ran over people to get to him. Tony Birdie was back there trying to protect him. They took him down anyway. So the Buffaloes, for the second time, will be forced into a punt, and Andy Mitchell is on the field. This is this is Cordell Stewart, Rashawn Salam, Michael Westbrook. Doing yeah, nothing. Kind of, kind of the start that uh, we've been waiting for in every one of these, every one of these pods, we always don't seem to start well. Right. And this was the first time where I kind of went offense and defense, both playing the way they're supposed to. We're playing Husker right. football. This is the start we've wanted. There's no question. And so Nebraska up seven nothing. Nebraska takes over. Uh, Brooke picks up another third down with a pass to his tight end Gilman. And even though Nebraska eventually has to punt, again, I want to mention these things because Brooke is playing well. Like, Brooke has come out. He's thrown the football well. He's gaining confidence. He's been good on third down. Again, I just want to mention all these things early in the game to establish that the biggest yeah. question mark heading into this game was Brooke, and Brooke has played well, but Nebraska has to punt. Yeah, but the the tr one of the trends I want to also point out is you don't always score points on a drive, but 
when you can pick up a first down or two, there's something that you're doing. You're holding on to the football. Yes. And you're keeping that football away from somebody else. So that's a big part of what this game was. So we'll see a little bit more of yeah, that as we go. I, I got some numbers on that at halftime that are pretty amazing. But you're exactly right. That's where not only is it important for Brooke to settle in, but you're keeping that offense, Cordell Stewart and those boys, on the sidelines. But Nebraska has to punt. Another good punt. Colorado has to start at their own 15. And Colorado gets their first first down of the game with 50 seconds left in the first quarter. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's the start you want as, as a defensive team when you can get the game, you know, to, to have their offense start that slow. I mean, there's no better feeling when you go through like a full quarter and you realize like we almost haven't had to play. Yes, and, and offensively, Rashawn Salam and those guys are like, we're, I, we're in no rhythm. Yeah, you rhythm know, is like, gone. Well, our rhythm is gone. So they get their first first down with 50 seconds left in the first quarter. Then Nebraska ultimately stuffs Colorado. In fact... Dante Jones almost picked off a shovel pass from Cordell Stewart on third down. Like, honestly, should have picked it off and ran should've. for a touchdown. Should've. But Nebraska's defense is rolling. Colorado, Colorado has to punt, and that's the end of the first quarter. Nebraska's up 7 nothing. And I know you're like, boy, that quarter went fast. Exactly. Like, Nebraska's running the ball. They're picking up first downs. They're eating the clock. Colorado has one first down. Nebraska's dominating field position. And an update on time of possession in that first quarter. Nebraska had the ball for 11 minutes and 36 seconds. Colorado had the ball for three minutes and 24 seconds. That's that's the kind of football I love. That's the recipe. That is the recipe. So second quarter underway. Nebraska with the football. First down, they pop Schlesinger for a good run all the way down to the the 30-yard line. A nice run from Corey Schlesinger. He looked kind of fast on this play. And then on second and goal, I thought it was the first mistake from from Brooke Behringer. Yeah. They run a little play action, and they have the tight ends crossing. And Brooke has Eric Alford wide (laughs) open right at the goal line, and he throws such a bad pass that Alford catches it barely and then gets hit at the one-inch line and can't get in. Uh, See, this, Nick, this is... This is falls under the category that I think you heard me harping on for all of our recaps this year is I'm a huge believer in there are opportunities in each game. There's not that many when you can score a touchdown and you must score in those moments. And it kills me when I watch people blunder those moments just by not quite concentrating, executing or just being aggressive enough or whatever it is. But there are moments when you can score that you've got to. And there's too many times people leave points on the board, assuming that it's no big deal. We'll get the next play. Well, cause they didn't get the next play. They That's didn't. the point, you yeah. know, like to, yep. to build on it. They, then it's third and goal from the one inch line and they get stuffed and they got to yep. settle for a field goal. Yes. At this point, like again, freaking 20 years later, who gives a crap? But like but, at the time, you're going, oh my God, this Nick, is Colorado. We, we've just done five recaps where we've either won or lost by like a point, a, a point or, or an inch or a, a last second. And like, so these first quarter, second quarter, you have a chance to get a touchdown instead of a field goal. Those, that four point difference to me 
is like that's your season sometimes. And that's the part I don't think people always realize is when you can, there's an opportunity to score. You've got to take advantage. You have to. So Nebraska, make they, they, they have to kick a field goal, 24-yard field goal, make it. They're up 10 nothing. And even though Nebraska's up 10 nothing. I'm thinking if I'm if I'm watching that game, I'm like, yeah, this is good, up ten nothing, but like, should be up, it should be fourteen nothing at least right now. Yeah. So Colorado then gets the football back, and this is the first drive where all of a sudden Colorado looks like Colorado. They start kind of marching down the field. Salam's getting loose, Westbrook's getting loose. Nebraska finally stuffs them on third and eight, and Colorado attempts a forty-three yard field goal into the wind. There's a little bit of wind. Uh, that day, they missed the 43-yard field goal, so they come away with nothing. But Colorado drove down the field, missed a field goal. So then Nebraska takes over. It seemed like T.O. wanted to get Brooke rolling, throwing the ball now. Like, they start throwing a lot on this this drive. There's a good third-down pickup from Brooke Barringer to Eric Alford. Then there's another good play-action pass to Gilman. Then a, finally another good pass from from Brooke to Gilman along the Nebraska sideline. And so Brooke Beringer is now 7-for-8 passing to tight ends for the game. Third down and three. Watch the tight end. Six of seven completions by Beringer to the tight end. Got Gilman again. It's another first down. Inside the 15-yard line, first down at the 14, caught the ball in front of T.J. Cunningham. They get seven of eight completions have gone to tight ends for Beringer. And this is where one of the things that's been fun about watching these old games is we know Tom Osborne's a really good play caller. Play calling, that's why I'd like, I'd love to have Frost on the pod to talk about play calling. I could do a whole pod on play calling where it's, Play calling is not just about the creative design of the play, but it's the timing of when you call that play. Yeah. And this is where Tom Osborne had a great timing for a unique inside shovel pass to Abdul Muhammad. Very cool design. Abdul Muhammad gets the ball, runs for about 20 yards, get all, gets all the way down to the three-yard line. Got Muhammad uh, over here to the left and Reggie Ball to the right. And Beringer on a broken play, shovels it back. To the wingback, Muhammad. And the Nebraska wingback has always been one of those surprise factors in Tom Osborne's offense. So that'll go as a completed pass. And 42 of his completed passes in 53 catches has been for first down. Watch as Muhammad lined up as a flanker. He is a flanker on the outside. Little play action fake. He waits for the back to clear. Holland, 93, said he hadn't got the ball yet. He could have grabbed him and tackled him, but he didn't have the ball. And then that's a tough play to time up. Osborne's been saving some plays for Colorado. There is no question. Then they run a little toss sweep to Clinton Childs, punches it in, touchdown Nebraska, up 17 to nothing with 36 seconds left in the second quarter. First and goal, the ball from just inside the three-yard line. It goes to Childs. He turns it into the end zone. Touchdown. fuzzy memories of this game at all. I think, though, if I remember this right, when they went up 17-0 was the first time I think a lot of people in Husker Nation went, oh. 
Oh man, not only are I think a lot of things happened. We can win this game against the team that we thought was going to be the toughest and like bigger things to come potentially because you knew if you got over this. Yes. So like everything maybe happened when we went up 17, nothing. That's the sort of sigh of relief of like, this is real. This is happening. This is happening. And I mean, cause again, I think, I think everybody felt good about Nebraska offensive line. Rock solid. I mean, as good. You can make the make case. The 94 offensive line is the best offensive line in Nebraska history. You have LP at running back. Good player. Schlesinger fullback, good player. We know about the black shirts really good. The yeah. big question was, okay, can can Brooke, if it's not Tommy, can Brooke quarterback a team against a good team and have success? Well, it's 17 nothing because Colorado then gets the ball, they run one play, and the clock runs out, so it's halftime. So let's seventeen nothing. Seventeen nothing at halftime. Let's chew on a few numbers real quick. Nebraska's owned this game. Total plays, Nebraska forty one, Colorado twenty three. First downs, Nebraska 15, Colorado 5. Ooh, that's good. Total yards, Nebraska 234, Colorado 89. This is second-ranked total offense in the country, Colorado, 89 yards in the first half. Then time of possession, Nebraska 21 minutes and 33 seconds, Colorado 8 minutes and 27 seconds. All right, let's take a quick break to tell you guys about Runza. My friends at Runza Restaurants are offering a special coupon code for my listeners on all Runza sandwich and cinnamon roll online orders at Runza.com. You heard that right, Runza sandwich orders. They will actually ship a dozen frozen Runza sandwiches right to your door, whether these are for you or a friend out of Runza territory. This is a game-winning deal. Go to Runza.com slash ship and enter code Nick at checkout for 15% off Runs a sandwich and cinnamon roll online orders. Again, that's code Nick, N I C K, for 15% off Runs a sandwich and cinnamon roll orders on Runza.com. This deal is good for online orders at Runza.com only. This is a great deal, guys. That's 15% off Runza and cinnamon roll orders on Runza.com. Code Nick, that's code N I C K, only at Runza.com. And while we're here, Let's talk about Pella windows and doors. You know, even though we're still in the midst of pandemic, Pella can safely make your window and door remodeling dreams come true. Pella is following CDC guidelines and taking safety extremely serious to give you the peace of mind that when you're inside the Pella showroom or Pella is working on your home, everyone is safe. And they are even offering temporary special financing options safety check potential savings check so now is the time sure you've been cooped up in your house realize oh my god my windows need some updating i need a new door well make it happen add value to your home make your home more energy efficient turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with pella check them out online pellaomaha.com that's pellaomaha.com back to the podcast yeah this is this is shaping up you can see this when you look at those stats that will tell you what the second half is shaping up to be. Like you've kept our defense fresh. That's and and it ends up being needed because to build on that a little bit, the Brook in the first half, Brooke Barringer was nine for twelve for hundred yards. Cordell Stewart was two for six for seven yards. Oof. Colorado's first half possessions were three plays punt, three plays punt, five plays punt, twelve plays missed field goal, one play into half. Perfect, right? Like I mean, it's like. 17 nothing. you did almost everything right. Yeah, maybe not the, the drama of some of our other games, but this is 
this is so important that this is like classic Nebraska executing how we want them to execute. Totally. So second half starts, Colorado's first drive, they go three and out. But Tyrone Williams saves a touchdown. Michael Westbrook gets a step on him and is wide open, and Williams makes a great play to bat it down because Westbrook was going to score, but big play. Just individual big play. Individual big play. Then Nebraska takes over for their first drive of the third quarter. They do a great job where they're running the ball well, running the ball well, running the ball well, and one of the staples of the 90s Nebraska's team was what's coming, the fake option pass, right? Mm -hmm. So Brooke comes down the line, pops back. Eric Alford bursts through to the second level, 30-yard touchdown pass, touchdown Nebraska. Nebraska is now up 24-0 with 10 and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Right for a pass, got him wide open, Alford, touchdown. Tight end. Defense kept creeping in, creeping in, creeping in. All of a sudden, there it was. Yeah, now as a Nebraska fan, you pretty much you don't you you haven't started celebrating, but you've started celebrating a little bit. Yeah, I mean because it's twenty four nothing with how this defense is playing. Yeah, you're feeling pretty good, and Brooke and Brooke has got to be feeling pretty good. Brooke Behringer is now ten for thirteen for one hundred and thirty yards and one touchdown, and so. You referenced how the defense was able to stay fresh because at this point, for whatever reason, Nebraska's offense goes in the tank and Nebraska's defense has to carry them home. But this is the beauty of where it's like the 94 team was like the quintessential team where it's like people picked each other up when they needed to. And, you know, it's kind of like you're only as strong as your weakest link, all those cliches like. But let's look at so at this point you're up twenty four nothing. I would love to uh, chart what the play calls were the rest of the game because I, I'm telling you they probably didn't take another chance the rest of the game. I bet I bet Osborne in his head said the only way we lose this game is if we get maybe too aggressive offensively and turn the ball over. Yeah, the, the the more things you can do where you either put it on the ground or can throw a pick. That's the only way you can lose this game. That's it. That That's it. So here comes Colorado. We'll kind of bang through this because the rest of the game is kind of just a, is like a, yeah. a stalemate grinder. Uh, Colorado drives into Nebraska territory. They started going more empty backfield. They motioned Salam out, and it was only uh, Stewart in the backfield. Colorado gets – Nebraska gets Colorado to 4th and 10. They sack Cordell Stewart. Again, Salam is a wide receiver. Here they come. They got a piece of him, but he stepped away from it. And get another piece of him and take him down at the 41-yard line where the Nebraska Cornhuskers will have the football. I mean, that Nebraska defensive front on that play just sold out. Nebraska takes over. They go three and out. They have to punt. Uh, then Colorado gets the ball. They have a long pass to to Westbrook along the sideline. Then they have a long run to Rashawn Salam all the way down to the Nebraska 30. But the black shirts stand tall, and they stuff Colorado on fourth and two. Terry Keneally. Keneally. Drops Cordell Stewart. Big play right here. Miller is in at fullback. He's usually in there to block. 
crowd trying to make it as difficult as possible down there for Stewart. Stewart on the option. Down he goes. Number 99, Terry Cornelie. Cornelie blowing up the middle. And the big senior from Hyannis got his man. Hell of a play. Again, you got to understand... These uh, the the crowd is rocking right now. Oh, with what the, How the defense is playing? Yeah, the D line. I think the D line specifically. Uh, I mean, Dante Jones, Keneally, Dwayne um, Harris, Dwayne Christian Harris, Peter. They all they all made a play. Peter was in there being tough, and then the DBs. You, you said Tyrone Williams made a great play, but they were you know they were singled up on Caruth and, and Westbrook, Westbrook and Foria. Like that's some really um, impressive uh, play. I also want to give a quick little shout-out, Nick. I don't know if you were paying attention to Ted Johnson, but there was the, the two linebackers for, for Colorado. Ted Johnson and Russell played a great game against right. our offense. They, I think Johnson had 16 tackles and Russell had 18 tackles. What? Yeah, so these two linebackers had, like, great games. But uh, So I, I, I appreciated the, the effort on both I thought both, both defenses, defenses were the, like, I thought the tackling for both teams was great. The physicality was great. Like, yeah, I mean, I thought both defenses were really impressive. Not a bunch of like missed tackles, really. It was just, and it was a f- very physical game. I think Nebraska just out executed them and started faster. And I think our defense just like at, and our special teams were just fantastic. Better. Yeah, we can. So we controlled the ball a little bit more. There was one more, oh God, moment. So then after Terry Connealy, as Keith Jackson calls him, drops Cordell Stewart, Nebraska takes over. And Brooke throws, as a bad throw, throws oh, yeah. an interception with two and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. So then Colorado comes back. They run a really nice wide receiver screen to Westbrook, who gets all the way inside the 10. Then Rashawn Salam punches it in at the six-yard line. So now it's 24-7 to with one minute left in the third quarter. And... There's a there's a little there's, a chance. there's doubt there's a little doubt that creeps Keith Jackson even said on the call he's like now we're gonna find out which jersey Uncle Mo is wearing <laughs> it's a great line <laughs> it's a good line oh, but Keith. but you know so there's a little bit like you know if Uncle Mo, Uncle Mo shows himself again here Uncle but, Mo so into third quarter Nebraska's up twenty four to seven Nebraska unfortunately. Goes three and out, has to punt. But again, another great punt pens Colorado See, inside that, the twenty. That's the stuff that's so Huge. much more valuable than people realize. Totally. So now it's just kind of so. Then Colorado on the next drive, they get stuffed on third down. Uh, they have to punt. Colorado is now zero for eight on third down. That that's a that's Bo, a stat. For you. That's a hell of a stat. A stat. Nebraska gets the ball back, goes three and out again, just struggling. I think to your point, I think they kind of thought to themselves, let's let the defense, let's let Darren Erstad in this defense just carry everyone home here. Yeah, but Penn's Colorado at the six yard line. <sighs> Colorado drives a bit, but eventually Nebraska gets them into fourth and eight. The Blackshirts sack Stewart. Uh, Nebraska's three and out, and uh, again they have to punt. Colorado takes over. They drive a little bit. Nebraska eventually stuffs them on third down. Nebraska stopped Colorado on four fourth downs in in the game. Then the clock runs out. Ball game. Nebraska wins twenty four to seven. And we have officially stepped on the stone. This is the stepping stone to yes. our to Osborne's first national title. 
this was the game that year. It was the conference game that we needed to win. 100%. All right. Allo Final Awards. You've been uh, friends with me for a long time. There's a couple questions. Have I made some bad decisions in my life? Have you? (laughs) (laughs) Where do I begin? Exactly. But I've made some good ones. And you know what's at the top of the list? Going with Allo for internet and TV. I, I just... I can't even express to you how nice it is. Living in my previous home in Omaha, when you have bad internet and you have to call and get people to come out and it, it's not reliable, it's you're having to, oh, oh, you have to unplug it, plug it, all this stuff. It's horrible, okay? I don't want to plug it, unplug uh, it, and plug it back I'm in. I'm not going to do that. I don't that. believe in that. I don't believe in that. It's just the, the, the internet, the speed, the reliability is incredible. I tell you all the time, my, my wife can be streaming Netflix. My daughter can be watching Disney+. Plus. I can be streaming Nebraska, Colorado, 94, and everything goes smooth. Uh, it's, it's, what is it? What do you, what's the reason it's so good? What, what's, what's in the... Nick, I want to educate you on something called fiber. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's what it is. It's the, <laughs> it's the access to the all-fiber network in Lincoln and across the state, second to none. When you got to work from home... Better have some fiber in your diet when you're zooming. You know what I'm saying? You better have some fiber in your diet. The internet never been more important. So make the switch. Go to allofiber.com. Tell them Nick Boss sent you. That's allofiber.com. Okay, my friend. Let's have some fun with these. Unsung hero. You want me to go first? You go. I'm giving my unsung hero to Eric Alford. I thought Eric Alford played pretty darn good. I thought the tight end, you could give it to just the tight end. So that Gilman and Alford were were pretty darn good in this game. But Alford had five catches, 78 yards, and a, and a touchdown. And clearly, I know is that every quarterback has their like security blanket, person they're comfortable throwing the ball to, right? Mm-hmm. I think Brooke, now when you're a play action team, oftentimes your tight ends are your, are the they're people the that get targeted they a lot. They sneak out a lot. They sneak yeah. out a lot. But clearly, Brooke... Brooke was comfortable throwing the football to the tight ends, and Alford played really well. Uh, they they needed to to put 24 points on the board. They needed to throw the ball a little bit. Uh, I thought Alford was money. Five catches, 78 yards. He's my unsung hero. Yeah, he he had a couple big plays in that touchdown. I mean, that's that's a huge. That was a huge uh, um, lift for that team to have. Totally, especially you know, like I said, with with Brooke needing somebody like that to go to. That was big. That he was. That he uh, came through. Who you got, brother? Well, this is this is your boy. Oh. This is your boy, and this guy, arguably, could have been up there in MVP yes. of the game talk. Um, but we're gonna give unsung hero to uh, Darren Erstead because uh, how many punts did he have? I don't even know. I don't well, know the stats. In front all of I know is you watch that game, and it, he was j- just. Look at some of these some of these numbers here. Other than the drive that started in Nebraska territory after the interception, with the one pick yeah. in the third quarter that, that broke through, other than that drive, so taking that drive out of it because it's a turnover. Colorado's drives started at their own three yard line, twenty five yard line, sixteen yard line, twenty yard line, twenty yard line, twenty eight yard line, eleven yard line, eight yard line, sixteen yard line, seven yard line, twenty one yard line, ten yard line. That is getting pinned inside the 30-yard line. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 times. And inside the 20, all but 10 of the 12. I mean, if we – like, 
I look back on last year's Husker team and the year before, like the amount of games we would have won if we could have done anything like that, where you make them go the full length of the field. You you give your defense confidence by putting the, the other team back in their own territory where they're uncomfortable, their playbook gets cut down. That is the defense's dream to be in those situations. And Erstat was very directly responsible for consistently doing that. Well, I, so far we've watched two games from the 94 season. We watched the national title game against Miami and now this one. And he, it takes a lot for a punter to – you punters, you usually if you're talking about, about a punter, you're talking about how bad they were. But Erstad's so good that, like, he's my, one of my main takeaways from that 94 team of, like, man, Erstad was a valuable component. And Osborne certainly felt that way after the game. Here's the quote from Tom Osborne after this Colorado game. Okay? Osborne said, quote, The kicking game was tremendous in our favor. We would estimate that was worth 10 to 14 points today. When you start with a long field against a good defense and nobody makes a major mistake, it's tough to move the ball. That's just it. And you laid it out like when... Everything when you're having to go 90 yards, 85 yards, 80 yards, like it's hard to do that against a good team. Well, th- and this game was so much more about field position and time of possession than anything else, and and, and it's unique to say that, you know, when you're talking about a classic game, but th- that's what we're talking about, and this was a huge factor of it, and it was it was so crucial. So I think I, so. Eric Alford, Darren Erstad, the unsung heroes of the game. Okay, pop culture awards of the game again. What year was it, Nick? Nineteen ninety four, an excellent year for movies. In our previous nineteen ninety four game, Miami and Nebraska the national title, we went to the movies Forrest Gump and Shawshank Redemption, which were fantastic. So we wanted to spread it out a little bit. We and we tr- we were trying to do some No, we did do one. So we got one song. We got yeah. one song yeah. and then we have a classic movie which is a, a Nick Bob Borud uh, all-time fave. <laughs> Let, let's start with a song from 1994 which was a huge hit and is one of those rap songs that I even think people that don't really like rap like this song. Would you agree? Like, agreed. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's it's a it's got great mass appeal. It is one of the best songs ever because it has one of the best chorus singers in the history of music in Nate Dogg. <laughs> I'm talking about Nate Dogg and Warren G. Regulators. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. Sixteen in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling. It's a tad bit late. Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate. I'm going to ask you the Nate Dogg and Warren G regulators moment of the game or award of the game is to who? Just because of the attitude that song brings, I think you give it to the black shirts this game. And I'm, you know me, I give a lot of awards to the black shirts. (laughs) Uh, But this was the the black shirts game, I, I think, to me, where, you know, you have this unbelievable high powered offense. You have Cordell, you have Rashawn Salam, the Heisman Trophy winner, Westbrook Carruth, and they straight up shut them down. I mean, they Seven shut points. them down. Seven points, and they scored that in the fourth quarter. I mean, they shut them out for three quarters. 
three quarter shutout of that team. And they finished with like they finished with over three hundred yards of total offense, but a lot of it was kind of like when when it was twenty four nothing and it was late and you know what I mean? Yeah, like it, the game changes a little bit. So I'm not it, saying those are garbage yards, 80, but eighty eight in the first half. So yes. think about that. That to me, like three quarter shutout, eighty eight yards in the first half. That's why the black shirts came to regulate. And that's why they Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate. Dang right. You dang right. Okay, what do you got for me, my friend? Okay, uh, for you, I'm going with a movie. Yeah. I like movies. Um, so this award comes from a certain movie about a pet detective. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a line from the movie. So the award is the... Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of shorts award goes to. Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of shorts. I'm giving it to Cordell Stewart. Good choice. Because basically it's, hi, I'm looking for Cordell Stewart and a clean pair of shorts. Cordell Stewart got completely shut down. Down. Yeah. This is one of, I mean, this is a guy that played in the NFL for a while. This is a guy that was, I think he was the he was good in the NFL second round. Him. Yes, he's a good player in the yeah. NFL. He was a second round pick as a quarterback. You're talking about a really, not a good athlete, a great athlete. And Nebraska shut him down. I think, let's see his stats, 12 for 28 for 150 yards. And rushing, and he had 24. I mean, 14 carries for 24 yards. Yeah, I mean, in his, I think, like I said, the, the 150 was like, I, I don't even consider that, like, I think some of that's garbage yards. So, like, but, you know, 12 for 28 and just, it was just like nothing. Like, when we were getting to him, we were sacking him, and it just, I felt like the the, the black shirt defensive line just sort oh. of had his number and it was it that was it for him. To, and he you know what he never really played well against Nebraska. Nebraska never. like Nebraska kind of had his number for I, whatever reason. I think that's what I like so much about it and I that's why I like this award for him is yeah. it, it wasn't just he had a bad game it was like if you always have a bad game against us we're in your head. Something's happening here. We're in your head. Something is happening. So the fact that we got to incorporate Ace Ventura in one of the great scenes in, in <laughs> cinematic history. I tried to do the shotgun. <laughs> I mean, but we'll, we'll put the clip in. Oh, right? of course we're going to. But that's uh, there you go. There's the pop culture awards. Uh, okay. MVP. You know, it's tough because I think that the, the reality is who, who carried the water in this game was the defense. Yeah. And the offensive line, we got to give some love to the to the pipeline. You know, Wilkes and Graham and Stye and Wiegert and Doctor Rob. I mean, those guys were really good. Yeah, but to me, this day and this game has to be about Brooke Barringer. I'm going to give him the MVP. I think that's fair. I mean, and you were even in your opening, right? In your opening, you you framed you framed about where Brooke was, you know? where Brooke was at in his career. This was a this was his I, like I'm his moment where he's like I'm here I can do this I can you can like I can quarterback this team to a national title like it, there was that feeling this was our this was kind of like a national title type of game this really was this was you know you 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 
read the stories from back then. You listen to the people talk about the, the narratives going into the game. There's a lot of questions around Brooke. And all I know is that dude, that dude started the game going 10 for 13 for 130 yards and a touchdown. And outplay who which quarterback played better? Brooke did. Brooke played better than Cordell Stewart. Period. Brooke got Brooke got it done when he needed to get it done. Yes. So, you know, and just in a lot of different ways, I just think this is the this is the Brooke game. Yeah. So I gotta give the MVP to to Brooke. And what's hard is sometimes with the defense, when they're when they're all so good, it's hard for one guy to stand out. Like Sue and the oh like all those guys played good, but Sue is just like on another planet. Yeah. It's almost hard with this 94 defense because it's like they're all – like all those guys are really good. Well, even this whole game, there, there wasn't one like over-the-top standout performance. Maybe Erstad, but the I think when you say most valuable, most meaningful, Brooke is the only guy that I think had to really prove something beyond what they normally do. Yes. This was his first ever major – uh, like win for him that that wasn't expected probably so, um, I think that's a fair a fair uh, award. I love it and freaking uh, Bill McCartney saying he's not sure if he can handle the pressure. Okay, that's right. Okay, we'll see what, what, who's talking now. Okay, the legacy of this game. Let's. I mean, I think let's let's stay on Brooke because I really think this is one of the legacies of this game is Brooke Barron. Yeah. Uh, I mean. One of the guys was a statue of the guy. You know, I mean, like the one of the things about him was just how he was able to step in, get behind the wheel of this ship that was trying to win a championship and keep it on its course. And granted, they were so good around him that he didn't have to necessarily be a super duper star. He needed to be solid, and he was. And when that's a lot of pressure, when you feel like, Put yourself in Brooke's shoes. You 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 know, you know you have a ch- every everything else around you is championship caliber. You're the can you do it, bro? Yeah, and you just gotta not mess it up. And that's a that's a harder spot because nobody else is totally in that boat to that degree where it's that much is on your shoulders and a lot was on his shoulders. And that was the game that I think that gave him the confidence to to finish out the rest of the season. And like we did three weeks ago. He played three quarters of the national title yes. game. That was more his game than it was Frazier's. I, I was, again, it was, it was huge that I stumbled on this 1994 elite thing on BTN. And I, I even brought it up in my open. It's so interesting to listen to these, to a lot of these columnists and national sports writers, because they can really frame things in a way. Like Blair Kirkhoff, who's with the Kansas City Star, said that Nebraska needed to convince people they could beat a good team with Brooke Beringer at quarterback. That was what people needed to see. People did not think that. They didn't the think that. So home dogs in Memorial Stadium. Think about, think think, about that. That team was a dog at home. thought I saw a stat. I wish I had wrote it down. That this was one of only six times in Tom Osborne's tenure that they were an underdog at home. That's, and listen, that's, that's because telling. of now it's because of how good Colorado was. Yeah, but it's also because you, you those odds makers in Vegas got down and they were like, "Who's Brooke Berenger? Brooke, what do we think of him? 
And they go, who's he started against? Wyoming. What was that score at halftime? They were down. Ugh, okay. This is Cordell Stewart. This, this is Colorado. Uh, but everything kind of comes back to Brooke, it right? Does. Like, it does. And so I just think this, the legacy of this game is this was the game that, like, everybody filed out of Memorial Stadium saying, you know, it was a stud and a guy that I trust is Brooke Berenger. Yeah, I think that's that's the legacy plus now now it's on that's what I, now it's on to Miami. Down. That's the second thing I wrote down. You had to have this game to put yourself in position to play for the big one. You yeah. had to win the if Nebraska wanted, you know, the whole they were it was unfinished business. Yeah. Well, in order to finish the business, you had to win this game. You did. I mean, Nick Kansas, Iowa State, and a Oklahoma team that wasn't Oklahoma that they typically were. If you if know, you, yeah, right. So if Nebraska loses this game, guess who's not playing for a national title? Nebraska. Yeah, this is the this is the their their regular season. This is the game they got it. The rest of the season was just prepping for Miami and everybody. Again, like we said, every we all talk about the '94 national title game, and rightfully so. I mean, we said it's probably the greatest win in Nebraska football history. Yeah, maybe other than the game of the century, but. You you don't just the game doesn't or the season doesn't start and you just don't go to January first playing Miami like you gotta you gotta go earn it you gotta go prove yeah. it and this was the ultimate earn it prove it make a statement game so that's pretty much like without this game I don't I think this game puts Brooke on the map and this game gives Nebraska the chance to finish the job and finish the business the finish the, finish business? the business my friend. And then you also said it was arguably the pinnacle of the Colorado Nebraska rivalry, which is it you is. can make because it's arguably two of the it's arguably the the two best teams in Nebraska football and Colorado football history. Go I, ahead. I would say that's fair. I mean, truly, it it was it's sort of peak powers. You know, it's it's Ali Frazier type of moment where yeah. they're at their best and everything's on the line. And that that's what's so special about this game is it's it's the probably the one time that that's ever happened with. Nebraska, Colorado, where they were truly the two best teams in the country, and they met during the regular season. Hundred percent. So there you go, Husker Classic recaps, nineteen ninety four. Number three, Nebraska beats number two, Colorado, twenty four to seven in Sad Memorial Stadium. People were already dressed up in their Halloween costumes at the game. I bet there were some pretty good Halloween parties after that game. Pretty fantastic. I wonder what the Peter Brothers went at. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to ask James that question at some point. Oh, I love it. Well, all I know is you should have given old Brooke an extra Snickers or something like that after a performance like that. That was oh, yeah. fantastic. All right, that'll do it. Uh, we'll see you next time on Husker Classic Recaps. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza, delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.